0: everybody and welcome to another episode of Coach's Corner. I've got a little bit of mix and match episode for you today. I'm going to start by answering a caller question and then I'm going to play an interview I did with a recent friend of mine who's also a coach. We talk about a lot of juicy stuff when it comes to balancing masculine and feminine energy in terms of our health and wellness. So listen up for that. Before I dive into the question, I want to invite you to take the Over It and On With It survey. I love all my listeners and I want your feedback. What do you love about the show? How can I make it better? Please go to christinehassler.com slash survey. There's like 19 questions, which seems like a lot, but they're really quick. Some are super fast to answer. It'll take you, if you're fast, a minute. If you're a little slower, maybe five minutes. So if you have one to five minutes, it would mean a lot to me, and it would really help with the show. We're almost at a million downloads as of January 20th. We're about 30,000 away, which is so exciting, and I just want to keep serving you with this show. I absolutely love hosting it and want to continue to give you great value. ChristineHassler.com slash survey. So let's shift into the caller question. This is from Melanie. Dear Christine, I've been a connoisseur of self-help for as long as I can remember. However, I realize I've been standing in my own way. Well, we all do, Melanie. I've been sidestepping the true issue within. I'm realizing I may be using marijuana to soothe some hurts that I can't quite figure out. I see a therapist every two weeks and have been working on my self-healing for quite some time, but I realize I'm not getting to where I want to be. I feel anxious and restless. Do you have any insights as had to resolve this issue? Yes. And Melanie, I really want to acknowledge you for your honesty. I really feel your desire to transform this and to not use marijuana as a way to calm yourself because that's the thing with any kind of numbing device, any drug, alcohol, TV, shopping, gambling, dating, sex, if we overdo it, you know, if we're using it as a way to fill a void... It becomes this numbing device, and we have to keep upping the ante of it. You now, after a while, we need more pot, we need more wine, we need more shopping, and before we know it, we're in addictive behavior, or we're in debt, or we've sabotaged a relationship. And moreover, we're never really feeling fulfilled. Anytime we're using a numbing device to basically suppress emotion, we can't ever tap in to our true joy and true happiness. Because all our energy, all our capacity, even our capacity for creativity and success is being used to repress unresolved issues and emotion. So I acknowledge you for being a connoisseur of self-help. I love that you're going to therapy. My sense is though you're talking about things rather than going in and feeling things. My recommendation for you is to work with the emotional issue. You've got to go into the sadness and anger. You've got to go into whatever you're repressing I highly recommend getting Expectation Hangover. Read that emotional, read the whole book, but especially the emotional section and do the exercises. Also, Melanie, I'd highly consider coming to my signature retreat. The next one's in March. For you or anyone interested, email jill at christinehasser.com. We do emotional release work there. And the thing about the way I have learned to do emotional release work and the way I teach it. People are so scared of doing it because they're afraid that once they go into their emotions, they're never going to get out and they don't want to live drama or trauma. But the thing is, you're reliving it every day. That anxiousness and restlessness is you reliving unresolved core issues every single day. And so through facilitated emotional release work that I either teach in the book or through retreats, there are other places to learn it as well. You go into the emotions, you ride the wave of them with compassion And you let all that energy out so you don't have all this energy that you need to repress. So it's time to take it up a notch, Melanie. It's time to stop talking about it. It's time to stop reading about it. And it's time to do some of the emotional release work. I don't know what kind of therapist you're seeing. You may want to research a somatic therapist. They help a lot with feelings and emotions. Because if you're just in talk therapy, you're not getting to the core of the issue. So I hope that helps and I hope that helps anyone else who may be using a bit of a numbing device. Just think of what you could feel and accomplish and create if you freed all that energy up that you've been suppressing. And I mentioned my book, Expectation Hangover. Just a reminder that all my over it and on with it listeners get a free 30-day trial at audible.com and you can listen to my book at audible. And the link is audibletrialcom slash over it and on with it. All right, so now we're going to shift gears. I told you that I had a juicy Coach's Corner interview with you. I think you're really going to love my talk with Zalata Sushnik. She and I talk a lot about balancing masculine, feminine energy and wellness, how to really shift your relationship with food, and really how to be sexy fit. So let me tell you a little bit about Zalata. She grew up in Russia and moved to the U.S. at 16, only knowing two English words, hello and Big Mac, and she began her fitness journey after publicly being shamed by a gym teacher for her weight. After a competitive bodybuilding career where she trained with top coaches and fellow fitness models, she founded Sexy Fit, an online nutrition and fitness coaching company that has transformed hundreds of women by, and I'm sure men too, by helping them achieve a lasting lifestyle change, find unstoppable confidence and love for their body by using fitness as a foundation for success. She has a new book out, The Sexy Fit Method, which is about feeling your own version of sexy fit, not trying to look like anybody else. So enjoy my talk with Zalata. Zalata, welcome. Thank you so much for being on Coach's Corner.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Christine.
0: Yeah. So before we started recording, we were starting to have a juicy conversation about balance and how we often get asked about how we have balance in our life (laughs) and you know it's not like this this pie chart that we can just check off oh I spend this many hours here and this many hours here and I'm totally balanced so what do you think of this whole concept of balance do we need to be balanced is that something we should strive for or should we just forget it all together like set us straight on balance
1: I think we should draw a pie chart and then toss it
0: (laughs) Why don't we just eat pie? I like
1: that. You know what? That's pie. (laughs) This is what sexy fit is all about. Get the book, eat pie, be happy. (laughs) I like it. Okay. Interview done. Interview done. Check. Two minutes. fastest, Best, best <laughs> piece of advice you'll possibly find. Um, you know, I'm looking to find balance with, like, food and fitness in my life is a question that often ha- I often get asked. I'm, I'm sure you get asked all the time. Like, I'm looking to find balance. And, you know, we look for this place, like, it's this, you know, land of hope. And it's this kingdom of balance where everything is magical and it's sunshine and rainbows and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and it's like... In in food, it's like meal plans with zucchini noodles, and everything is fantastic. But I do love zucchini noodles. I have to say, I do too. They're amazing. I I
0: mix zucchini noodles and kelp noodles together, and it's just like extraordinary.
1: Girl. <laughs> it's on. We found balance. There you, go. It. there you go. <laughs> you know, and then like together, this balanced place, we live happily ever after. But it, reality is it's, you know, 21st century, you know, you have three kids. I have a full-time job and Johnny pooped his pants and, you know, husband lost their job and credit cards are maxed out. And this is not balanced. <laughs> and, um, what happens is, when it comes to finding balance and especially in food and fitness, I think it's very important to look at it from an unusual perspective of looking at the masculine, and the feminine energy. And I'm sure it's not unusual for your listeners because it's something that you talk, typically talk about, but it's a little different for my audience. Because when I talk about this fundamental universal truth of the two energies that exist within us, it brings us to like this, huh, kind of standpoint. Do you know what I mean?
0: Totally. Absolutely. Talk a little bit more about how that shows up.
1: It shows up first and foremost, it shows up in, in fitness and nutrition more than it shows up anywhere else. And this is where we really can get in tune with what that feels like and what that looks like for us. And when we're talking about masculine, it's all about do give and think. And, Masculine energy is primary, you know, based on logic, reason, action, firmness, and, you know, achieving material goods and just common sense in general. And masculine says, I think. And when we're talking about feminine, it's about feeling, receiving, and nurturing, and it's based on intuition, healing, calmness, emotional awareness, and expression of emotions. And this exists in both men and women. And women, obviously, the feminine dominates, and in 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 men, masculine dominates. And it's it's interesting how it shows up in food and in fitness because a healthy masculine energy um, needs needs to have that feminine energy to be soft in depth and, and bring depth and joy and wisdom. And in nutrition and in fitness, masculine energy loves a rigid meal plan, a workout schedule, and certainty of what's happening next. And in an imbalanced state, the masculine manifests itself itself in over you know, intellectualizing food, dissecting calories and grams and macros and ingredients and reading every single label or perhaps eating too fast, indigestion, overeating and and sort of being stuck in the analysis paralysis. And if we're looking at the workout plans, masculine energy loves a rigid workout plan where you quote unquote just die. (laughs) And um, when it comes to feminine in nutrition and fitness, it really shines through honoring the beauty and the nourishing qualities of food. it's It's really about the sensual properties that relate to taste, smell, touch, the gathering of food, the preparation and food as an experience. And feminine loves the idea of intuitive eating and being guided by intuition. If there's too much feminine, it can become unfocused and motivated, over nurturing and very emotional. This is where emotional eating comes in because there's unresolved fear, anger, you know, resent, resentment, sadness. And, um, you know, that's how it shows up. Um, do you, do you see what I'm saying, Christine? Yes,
0: I do. And I think that I love that you're show you're showing how how they operate and how they go into their extremes because I think being too rigid and too structured is not healthy but being too indulgent is not healthy either so it is finding the balance so that's a great picture in terms of how they they show up and so if people are identifying with either being a little too rigid structured sometimes or a little too indulgent in others how can they start to bring those things more in balance what are some practical things people can do.
1: I love that you asked me this question because just having the theory is one thing, but actually applying the theory is another because now we're like, huh, I have awareness. I'm constantly eating out of Tupperware and I spend three hours, you know, a day on a treadmill. Perhaps I'm a bit too masculine. Or for men, it's like, okay, I'm not really doing anything. And and it's both, the healthy level of both is very important. So here's a great place to start. Analyze how very masculine by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I want you to think a couple of times when you actually started a a diet plan or fitness plan and it didn't necessarily turn out the way it needed to be. And we can take mental notes of where it went, where it didn't go well. Was there too much meal planning? Was it too calendared? Was there many to do lists? And was there, uh, Parts of the feminine that didn't shine through, like I said, eating out of Tupperware. Or what were you intuitively eating pancakes six times a day? And, you know, I want us to really take a look at what was happening. If it was all plan, 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 no wonder it didn't work because the feminine needs to come in. And um, if it was all tapping and intuitive eating and, and there was no results, perhaps we need a little bit of a degree of structure. So I really ask us to take a look of, at what has happened and see where we identify and create the awareness over what we have done before. Awareness is the first step always. And out of that, um, we create and how feminine is that? Um, it's all about, um, really letting, if, if, if men are listening, it's about letting the masculine lead. And it's, if it's women listening, I think it's, I feel, I don't think I feel as feminine really needs to step in here and it, it becomes a celebration to where we create a lifestyle we actually love. And this is a really good place to say, how does this food make me feel? And will it nourish my body in the best way today and make a decision based on how you want to feel as an outcome. And that's a really great advice for women. And, you know, sometimes ice cream goes well with how I want to feel, then go for it. And sometimes it's really about choosing salad over a different option that was offered. And how do I want to feel in after eating something and will I feel in the best way is really a best place to start creating that from. And I um, another
0: thing that I, I wonder if you practice this too that's been so helpful for me on the create step because it's true, like if I want to feel you know, really focused, really clear, you know, I'll eat lighter. If I want to feel mm-hmm. more grounded, if I want to feel like I recovered mm-hmm. from a hard workout, I'll have more like like a sweet potato, some animal protein, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. If mm-hmm. I want to feel like nurturing and connect with my little girl, maybe I'll have some Halo Top ice cream, which I love. Um, but the other thing I notice that makes such a big difference is what I tell myself about what I'm eating while I'm eating it. So if I'm having ice cream for example, which I don't have often, but if I'm having some or something that's more indulgent. If I tell myself this is bad, this is says so many calories, this is bad, it's dairy, da, 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 da. I notice I get I, I my stomach gets upset. Yes. But if I really tell myself this is delicious and I'm enjoying this and I savor the taste, one, I don't need as much. And two, my body responds to what I'm telling about what I'm eating. So how do you know, what, what have you noticed about how what we're thinking about affects how we're actually digesting the food we're taking in?
1: It is a fantastic question and there is a scientific and a mental explanation to this. So the scientific explanation is that a lot of our nerve endings, most of our nerve end- endings are actually in our digestive system and in our stomach. So if you are talking to yourself, what you're doing, you are sending a lot of negative energy and you're sending a lot of, um, uh, different mixed signals to your body to produce more cortisol, which is your stress hormone. So of course you're going to have indigestion because that's what cortisol does. And because we're thinking those negative thoughts, the digestive system gets out of whack because that's where a lot of the nerve, nerve endings are. Does that make sense? Totally. 100%. And another thing, there was this study recently done at Harvard and, um, they took, um, I don't want to call them test subjects. I just want to say people. (laughs) (laughs) I know test (laughs) subjects sounds so inhumane. Test subjects, so inhumane. Um, they took, um, people with celiac disease and one group, they, they fed them basically bread and cookies and and all the, the yummy, delicious, um, things and, and told them that they were gluten-free and they fed the other uh, group um, cookies and told them that they weren't gluten-free and um and the co- cookies were not gluten-free at all and the first group of even celiacs with diagnosis um digested that cookie in a different way wow because they didn't have the level of fear and the level of anxiety around what they were eating and Call it placebo, call it whatever you want to call it. They, of course, Harvard gave it some sort of fancy name, which I don't recall right now. But it is fascinating what happens in our system with the conversation that we have around that food. And like you said, when I have a little ice cream and I say, oh, my gosh, I'm totally loving every bite of this. And this was delicious. And you actually mean it. It will be a lot easier for your body to digest it.
0: I love that. So that's a great super practical tip for everyone out <laughs> there is take a moment. A lot of times I'll do a prayer or a blessing before my food and I'll just tell myself that my body only is keeping the nutrients that do it good. This food is healthy and nutritious. I send love and light to everyone who had a hand in preparing it. And if we take that time to have like a relationship with our food and to have a little ritual with it, it it shifts the way our body takes it in. So that's that's an awesome tip. So that kind of falls under the – Awareness and creation step, and I, I sort oh, of absolutely. took you on a tangent there. So step one was awareness. Step two is create. Are there are there more
1: steps? Um, step one was awareness, which is the ana- the analysis of the situation, and the step two is creation. Yes, and and then of course it's practice, right? It's mastery, and it's mastery in the moment. It's not something we can plan for ahead of time because we're constantly in the moment and this is the practice that can be present. And I will tell you that it makes a big shift and a big difference for me. Um, once I heard that um, the, fem- the feminine aspect, I started eating all of my food out of white bowls and I started having a little bit more of a moment with my food instead of just kind of sitting there and staring um, at my computer and shoving food in my mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh, means- that
0: was such a bad habit of mine. One day I looked at my computer and I'm like, this mm-hmm. is disgusting. Mm-hmm. This cannot mm-hmm. happen anymore. And I, di- I made a pack to not eat in front of my computer anymore and to take a lunch break.
1: And your 4 o'clock, like 4 or 5 o'clock, when your digestive system starts to um, really – alert you that something is not going well I couldn't figure out what that was well guess what because I ate my second snack in front of a computer and it just didn't my body my brain didn't even register that I need to be chewing and I need and it needs to be digested so super important practical tip is not to eat in front of your technology because your body doesn't know what you're doing what about
0: eating in front of a tv
1: it's the same thing Uh, because our brain is not eating. Our brain is watching TV. Our brain is same thing for social media on Instagram. We see people sitting alone in cafes and they're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Uh, Our digestive system starts in with our eyes and not just our mouth. Just because you're chewing doesn't mean that your body is going to be at optimal digestive place.
0: Mm, I love that, that it starts with our eyes. I never heard that before. That's brilliant.
1: Brought to you by. I know. (laughs) Sexy fit. I know.
0: And so even when we're, what about when we're having a conversation with someone else? Like we're out to dinner, we're sharing a meal with someone.
1: That is, that is different because this is something that has been in practice for so many years. Just staring at the TV and looking at the blue rays and constant signals that are beating, that are beating in our eyes. That's different. When we're having a moment and we're sharing. I'm not talking about a chow down powwow lunch at Starbucks where everybody shoves food in their mouth and runs out. I'm talking about a dinner where we are enjoying our time. When, the, when we take the time to look at our food, that becomes different. Right. And it's also about the ritual. Like you said, say a little prayer, look at the food. Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. Praise it. Then it becomes a different experience. Yeah. And that is meaningful. And that is that is helpful to overall health and happiness of everyone around you.
0: And we're probably biologically wired for that. We're biologically wired for having food and sharing experience and connecting. Mm -hmm. We're not biologically wired for chowing down our food and then taking in like, you know, social media or some crazy drama or something on TV, you know, reality or whatever. Like, so that's that's a really – because I think then a lot of times people associate – Snacking in front of a TV, and so every time they watch TV or something, they they reach for something and they're snacking on something when they're not even hungry. So it's like breaking that relationship up between food and social media and your computer and TV and all that kind of stuff, and really treating eating as sacred because
1: it is. It really is, and it all is a good. It all starts with a question: Well, why am I eating this? Yeah why am I eating? this? It's a simple question. It's not a guilt or shame, or you shouldn't be eating in front of your TV. It's like, why am I eating this? Am I hungry? Am I fidgety? Am I, is this a habit? And then you go, huh? Because your brain wants you right away to solve and answer the question. That's why our brain is so amazing. So allow it the opportunity to solve the problem that will work for you. (laughs) Mm.
0: Mm. I love that. I love that. Okay. So does that, any more steps?
1: Any more steps? No, I think this is, this is good. This okay. is enough to digest. <laughs> enough to digest.
0: Oh, great pun. I love it. I love it. And I know you have a lot more information and a lot more tips that you can share with people. And you have a book that just came out, The Sexy Fit Method. Share a little bit about the book and where people can get that.
1: Oh, I love that you asked me this and thank you so much for having me on your show to chat about the book. And the book is really a step-by-step method to helping men and women achieve complete food freedom. And I don't say, it's not about achieving, it's about creating complete food freedom, choice Mm. of words here, (laughs) creating complete food freedom, loving our body. And as a result, reclaiming our life to live a healthier, happier, and more confident lifestyle. And I took everything I knew from eight years in fitness competitions, which by the way was not a healthy path, and my last three years of of coaching and, and podcasting and, and hours and hours of research and I combined it into a digestible step-by-step method with food and fitness and um, cognitive psychology practices to really help us apply everything that we're looking at. So it's not another diet book. It's definitely written in a very, um, coach like style <laughs> and, um, I'm so excited that it, that it hit the stands and I'm so excited to share this with everyone. It's, it's been crazy here. The, the feedback is insane. That's it's, awesome. It's blowing That's awesome. my mind.
0: I'm curious how, because it sounds like, you know, if you were passionate about writing this book, there was mm. always, there was probably suffering around your relationship with food and your relationship with your body. And since you've done your own sexy fit method, how has your life changed?
1: I live a bigger life as a result. And what I mean by that, I am no longer held back by the number on a scale, which to me was keeping me small for so long. If I wasn't 110 pounds, no man would love me. If I wasn't 110 pounds, no friends would accept me. If I was not 110 pounds, that meant I wasn't beautiful. And I really didn't have the belief in myself, the inner, the internal belief that I could achieve what I set my mind to. And creating out of the place of being fulfilled and being happy with myself and loving myself really brought a whole different level of dimension into my life. And it was, it was about overcoming shame and guilt in the fitness industry that was, you know, shoved down our Throat on a regular basis, log into Instagram. And it really was about overcoming my need for control, which translated into emotional eating and not just emotional eating, but binge eating and later became like a full blown eating disorder. Didn't tell anybody about it until the book came out. So lots of suffering there, but I will say that, um, this lifestyle serves as a foundation for success, not just the kind of sort of beautiful add on to my life, but a foundation.
0: Yeah, well, any of our suffering, whether it's food or body or an addiction to something else or whatever, it, it always leads us to our healing. It's a part of our healing path. Mm. Um, so thank you for walking your path and being an alchemist, really transmuting it into something that will serve other people. So everybody go get the book, The Sexy Fit Method. And what's your website so people can find you there? It's sexyfit.com. Awesome. Such so very great, easy to find. <laughs> such, a, such a great URL. Sexy fit. Everybody wants to be sexy fit. But from the inside out, you know, it's not a superficial thing because I can say, you can say having a quote unquote perfect body is not mm. the key to happiness <laughs> at all. Well, that,
1: yeah, hence the sexy fit because we're sexy in our own way. Yeah. You're sexy in your own way. i have sexy in my own way. Like Jill is also sexy in her own way. It's, yeah. it's about what it feels like to us. So
0: Exactly exactly awesome everybody own your sexiness yes 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 Yes. oh my gosh thank you so so much thank you so much
1: thank you for having me and thanks for tuning in everyone
0: Thanks everybody for listening. Remember, if you have a question you want me to answer on air, assist at Christinehassler.com. If you want to get booked on the show, just keep checking back, Christinehasler.com slash podcast. I'll be putting new times up. I always put on my Facebook page when I put new times up as well. Try to get as many people in as we can. And reminder again, Christinehassler.com slash survey. Please go give me your feedback. I'd love, love, love to hear from you. And if you haven't left a rating or review of the show, that's also very much appreciated. Just go to iTunes, click on rating and reviews, and leave your feedback there. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Talk to you soon.